So hi, Janie. Welcome back to the podcast. So thrilled to have you here. And just so the listeners know, we did our first podcast interview exactly three years ago in October of 2017. At that time, you had just left Lily, I believe it in June of 2017. Um, and you were literally weeks away from launching Jane Wynn. So I re-listened to that interview a couple weeks ago and I so very much enjoyed it. I forgot how much I really love your story. So not only did you tell us about your career journey, but you also provided the listeners with so much valuable life advice. So I strongly encourage listeners to go back and listen to that interview. It will not disappoint. Okay, so here we are, fast forward three years. It's Friday, October 16th, 2020, and we are continuing to ride out this COVID-19 wave. I know so many small businesses have had to shut their doors. Thankfully, Jane Wynn Jewelry is still standing, which is so incredibly inspiring. And I give you the utmost credit for muscling through this unprecedented time. Okay, so for the listeners that did not get a chance to listen to our first podcast interview with you, can you tell us a little bit about what Jane Wynn Jewelry is and how long you have been in business? Yes, of course. Okay, so just fast forwarding over three years is really crazy to look back in how far we have come. I can't believe it was October three years ago. That just literally makes my brain blow up. I know. We spoke in October we launched in December. Mm-hmm. It was a wonderful experience, yet a complete disaster. You know, we like got the products coming in from New York City five seconds before the launch. Right. Our first collection turned green because it wasn't plated properly. I mean, it was like learning experience, learning experience, learning experience. Right. But what we have done over the last three years is get really good at making beautiful coin jewelry with meaning. And mm-hmm. that's what we're all about. So mm-hmm. we produce, you know, a lot in the United States, but now other places as well. Mm-hmm. Mostly plated um, sterling silver and 14 karat gold. Okay. Coins that are double-sided. And then we have charms that we layer on with that. So that's the essence of what we do okay. and really what these pieces are are a connection with the wearer so they mark you know milestone moments which jewelry does you know you get something for a graduation you get a ring for a wedding you get you know jewelry that reminds you of a certain time mm-hmm. and I especially lately a lot of people are buying jewelry to help give them strength the meaning is really connecting um with people so each coin has a design on one side and a word on the other okay before the pandemic um you know lucky was one of our our most popular coins Mm -hmm. and so it it has a four-leaf clover and a and a horseshoe on one side and the word lucky on the other and i think people are really gravitating to that not because they wanted luck, but because they felt gratitude for the luck that they had. Mm-hmm. And then since the pandemic, our protect coin, which has a snake on one side and the word protect on the other, has, I mean, I can't even tell you, we can't make them fast enough. We That's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing, but I think it's um, such a read on the consumer where she is that she went from feeling gratitude to actually wanting protection uh-huh. in her um, But it's just been such an incredible ride, not only in the three years since we spoke three years ago, October, but since the pandemic, to see our business, which we had, I mean, 
Right. Sales were strong. We were meeting and exceeding our goals. And Jeannie, we really- I saw that you guys were also, because I was doing my research on your website last night, I was looking at all the publications you guys have been in. And I think I saw Forbes, Oprah Magazine, like the Goop gift list. You guys like were on fire and still are. <laughs> yes. We yeah. have been really, you know, working closely, sharing what we do with the press. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, this month we're in travel and leisure for our new um, destination series. Mm-hmm. We, fingers crossed, have something coming up for the holidays and in style the the okay. kind of traditional quote unquote press has been very nice, good to us mm-hmm. and, and the product. But then Goop has been phenomenal. Uh-huh. So right uh, our second second holiday, we were in the Goop gift guide. And then more recently with the pandemic, they picked up all of our core coins. Amazing. And and that exposure to their audience has been phenomenal. So they're our number one wholesale account. Our okay. business is built. If you listen to the first podcast, I, I had always planned on being 70% direct to consumer and 30% wholesale. We've really ended up more like 95% direct to consumer okay. and 5% wholesale. We've been building the wholesale, but then, of course, with Corona closing so many stores mm-hmm. and demand for direct-to-consumer and a jewelry line that was, you know, ready to go, you know, we were always digital first and ready, you know, our website has always been our primary source of energy and digital advertising, our primary source of marketing. So we were just primed for when the consumer said, okay, all we're going to do sh- is shop online. Okay. We were ready to go. And I think what was interesting is, you know, the day, uh, three weeks before the pandemic, we moved my business from the living room (laughs) into an office and showroom space about a mile from my house. I love it so much. We'd redone it. You know, the building is kind of a dump, but, you know, it's our first space. Yeah redid the floors and painted and put up wallpaper, made it look fabulous. Um, and then three weeks later, you know, we realized we had to close the office. Right. Oh. Literally cried. I thought, that's it. This is the end. Like we built it up to this point and there, there was one day and I think it was when, you know, Pennsylvania was closing everything that we had no sales, oh. no online sales. And we'd never had that before. Right. And I thought I literally like mourned the loss of the business over two days. Yeah. And guess what? She's, she flipped a switch and our orders, I mean, they just started coming in so fast. Yeah. Um, so our factories were closing in the United States. Okay. I read about that. I definitely want to hear about that because that is insane. Our business quadrupled. Okay. Right. And 
owned factories were closing. So I went from kind of like, quote unquote, crying that the visa, I booked like it's over. Yeah. To literally, I picture myself like a football player. I think it's the linebacker is the right <laughs> term. Where I'm down really low on the ground and yeah. things keep coming my way. I keep getting hits like, oh, this factory's closed or we right. can't get this screen anymore or blah, 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 fill in the blank. And we just reacted and got down and found other factories to make the product Okay. within the United States, some overseas. These were factories that I kind of sampled with and they did little bits before, but our main production had been in New York. So when New York closed, we moved almost everything to Rhode Island, Wow. got them up and running. And I mean, to say that it was a challenge is the biggest understatement, both mentally and kind of physically every day kind of yeah because on top of it so moving to the office we also hired our first employee which is so exciting okay she was working from home so I picked and packed every order myself wow and they and it was you know I packed 50 a day as we're moving factories and it was just such a lesson to me in not not giving up and now looking back I see you know there were a lot of jewelers who first of all weren't you know in the position to switch to direct to consumer and we were right there so that didn't take any legwork a lot of people had to say oh my gosh okay we need a website we need a great website right there so and I think that's why we were able obviously to increase the sales so much but those moments of kind of getting down to the nitty-gritty and calling 10 people and saying I'm sending you this artwork I need you to make this piece and just kind of walking them through it making them fast forward while also picking and packing and writing notes to every customer saying thank you so much for this order and trusting us yeah now at this point I'm like Whatever you want to throw at me, I can take it. Yeah. Wait, so quick question how it works, Shady. So um, obviously in March, a lot of your factories were in New York. And so New York shut down. So those factories shut down. So you had to quickly scramble and find other factories. And then once the factory makes your product, do they ship it to your office? And then you guys package it together? Is that how it works? So it's a two-step process. So we cast the pieces in sterling silver and... There, you can do that from a mold. So all of our molds were in New York, or you can do it through digital printing. So we went and made molds at factories that I knew in Rhode Island. So that took a little bit of time. So we switched the casting process. Okay. Luckily, our plating, so the sterling silver that then gets plated in 14 karat gold, right? Plating always done in Rhode Island, and they never shut down wow okay so but we went from in new york really one factory that was producing all of our coins and charms for us okay to like three factories in rhode island and okay. much smaller shops so you know this one company that i've been working with all along had always kind of made you know a charm here or there for me and then i dumped you know hundreds and hundreds of pieces on that like for right <laughs> um, and you know single casters I 
mean, jewelry is a very old industry, and you have a lot of casters that just work on their own. Okay. Much smaller shops, and so it's not really a factory. You're working with a a human being that's going to make, you know, 50 pieces and finish them themselves as opposed to having, you know, three guys at a bench that are finishing things. Right. So I was working with individuals, and some of these guys – you know, they've been around for a while and they don't even use email. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I'm calling and, you know, it's just, it, it's a very different process than working with a factory and saying, here's my cat, show me the finished piece. You know, it, it's right. just, you're really working much like more hands-on. Sure. And, you know, what happened was it, it, it's such a great side effect. We also started working with a factory in Bangkok that's known for producing silver, casting silver. So that's great for us. We do need to diversify. I want to stay in the United States, sure, but yeah. if I have to have some other options as well. Um, so it was great for me to diversify. You should never have everything all in one right, factory. So, right, right it forced me to do that a little bit. And I feel like all of these people are my like lifelong friends. Like we really went yeah. through it all together. together. So that is so crazy. So you had to figure out the factory situation, which you did, you attacked that and handle that. But then what about getting the product to the customer? Was there a delay there with, um, with yes. some of the product? So I think in the first podcast we talked about, you know, we really organized the company under product distribution and marketing. Okay. So from a product perspective, we moved factories and we, and we always want to have new things to keep people excited. So right. one thing that happened kind of in that product nugget is that it was really hard to develop new things. So we were working so hard on keeping production going that we couldn't introduce much that's new. So that was a little bit challenging, like things that we started designing that we were going to launch in, you know, May just launched now in September. So there were some trip ups there for sure. From a distribution perspective, as a direct to consumer brand that's picked like, shipping everything from our new showroom we absolutely i think you know we ran out of boxes right we ran out of gift boxes because we you know all of a sudden if your demand is times four of what you had planned for and you know everywhere along the supply chain i saw things start to break down so you know the factory's closed we can't get the wire to make the chain we can't get the boxes, we can't get the ribbon, we can't get the tissue paper. Right. But normally, get yeah, so fine, you find something else. Our customer was very used to our beautifully printed boxes, and all of a sudden they were getting a brown box. Not perfect, but I couldn't let that imperfection get in the way of progress and getting the product out the door. Right. So that was tough. And then... The sad, one thing that made me so sad is, you know, every day we have been shipping with the United States Coastal Service and so proudly, like for the first year and a half, I took the boxes every day to the USPS. Those people that work there are my friends. Right. I won like an office lunch before the pandemic and I brought it to the post office because I was like, these are my coworkers. Right, right. I had to be employees. 
they were, I felt like a part of me really building the company. And more recently, when things started changing with the USPS and it's directly related to the pandemic, I didn't understand why all of a sudden in a day, instead of priority mail taking two days, for instance, to get someplace, it was taking 10 days or two weeks. And the guys at the post office said, listen, we don't own our own planes. Right. yeah, the product on the planes like we used to where FedEx and UPS on their own planes. I'm okay. sure that there's more to it than that, but that made a lot of sense to me that sure. you know, because the airlines are flying differently now and that cargo is there isn't as much as there used to be right. because if you put flights, you know, the packages just weren't getting there. So we switched to UPS. Okay. Um, and that has been wonderful but you know it's just another one of those things where you have to pivot pretty quickly but those weeks where I'm you know all of a sudden our customer service is exploding with emails that you know the tracking isn't picking up and they're not getting what they're supposed to takes so much time and energy for something that before had been a no-brainer right 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 so backing up a little bit so obviously March and April and May you were sort of adjusting to this new normal when did it be? When did you guys finally feel like okay, we're at the new normal? Um, are you are 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 you are you there yet? <laughs> oh, it's such a great question. I mean, it's minute by minute. Um, okay. I think we know where we are now, which is the demand is higher than what we can produce, okay. and so we still haven't been able to completely catch up with that because. You know, our New York factory opened up again. Great, so exciting. But they're working less. So they can't produce the volume that we used to. Right. Uh, Again, we've moved some pieces overseas. We've gotten one of those orders. But, you know, it just takes longer to make things there. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to make things here, that it was, you know, a faster turn and, you know, a lower commitment in terms of, units but but we still can't get enough product and I I know that that is a good problem to have but for me because I feel such a connection with all of our customers right if we can't ship it the day we get the order in I worry about it that night okay and right now we're back ordered we've got 200 back orders okay and so of course all the messaging in the world on your website you know, please have patience, COVID right. is slipping, blah, 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 yeah. You know, who cares if you need something for a birthday gift? Right, like you, right. And we want to deliver on that. So yeah. we haven't quite, and so my new normal is unrest because we don't <laughs> have everything that we need. Right. Um, but I'm okay with it. I think that our communication level with our customer is very high. Okay. So hopefully like walk her through and talk her through all these things but um so are we used to it is it a reality yes do i like it no am i going to fight like hell to change it yes okay i'm going to get back to the place where we can you know get things going a little bit faster right I'm so inspired by your perseverance, Jane. We talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but can you talk about that a little bit more? Why perseverance is so important, important being an entrepreneur, especially within the past seven months. Oh my gosh. It's the key to everything for me, for me is 
So I think, and I've said this a few times to people, and it's not a glamorous um, image, but I picture myself as a football player Mm -hmm. and that I every day am kind of getting hits and things thrown at me and I'm like kind of standing low to the ground so I can take it and react and keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. I think this has been a time with so many blows that you have to get up the next day and move the ball forward mm-hmm. every single day. Yeah. So, and we, we haven't let any of it get, and when I say get to us, we now are a small team. Like, we just go at it, and that consistent perseverance of moving forward is what makes it all happen. And so now I I mean, I hope you can hear me smiling as I'm talking. Like, to think of how far we've come in three months, then married with what we've learned in the last seven months. Right. I know we are where we are because, honestly, we have really great core values to our brand, mm-hmm. which are, you know, we make beautiful product. We're humble. We are. We figure things out, and we have been doing that consistently for now three years through the biggest of storms and whatever have we made it no but are we profitable yes have we grown beyond our our plans and goals yes do i see a horizon where we can you know double that again yes and so um it was all so worth it right Exactly. So even if you don't see results that day, keep working hard the next day because they will come eventually, the results. Um, Oh my God. It was a time when I was, I think, a year in and I had had thought I'd scheduled a trunk show with Neiman Marcus and, you know, then it was like canceled or they said they didn't want us and I got rejected by some, I thought we were going to be in like somebody fancy's gift guide and we didn't make it. And I thought, oh my God, I just feel like I'm getting told no all the time. And I started this board in my office where I had all the rejections on a post-it note Mm -hmm. because I switched it in my head to, if I'm not getting told no enough, I'm not pushing hard enough. Right. So no is a part of the game. Right. Like hearing, okay, so a factory's closed. Fine. We're going to find another factory. We've got three other factories we can call. I'm going to Google fact. Like whatever it is we have to do, the no's are a part of the game. And I say to the gals that work with me, if we expect everything to go smoothly, we're only setting ourselves up for disaster. Mm -hmm. So like, let's make the rocks along the road. Like, I mean, we're going to laugh about it one day. They can't derail you. Right. Exactly. I love that so much. Um, another question I have for you too, during the past seven months through this COVID-19 pandemic, did you develop any daily routines that helped you maintain um, your optimism? Drinking wine? (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) You know, it's so funny that you asked that. I think at first I would, 
was just in survival mode. Mm. Um, and that, and, and in no way feeling like a victim, but definitely was just dealing with the business. And then, you know, remember we have five kids that are all having like emotions related to school closings and not having graduations. You know, we had two seniors and are they going to call it? You know, there was a lot of stuff going on, you know, for everyone everywhere. Right. So I was in survival mode. And then about probably, and then this summer, I, you know, I think I let myself have a lot of fun. I mean, right. I kept working every day. And then really this fall, I was like, okay, it's time to kind of clean up the act a little bit, bit get take the wine out of the rotation. That's not the answer to joy. And I started writing weekly goals to keep myself focused Mm -hmm. because, um, that was pretty important. Right. There's just going on that kind of focus for what you have to accomplish. And then also I started talking to a health coach helping me work on what I'm eating and those things right now are really making me feel like I have my act together, which yeah. is so sweet. Anyone would look at me and think that I have my act together, but you know, in your day to day, I end up eating, you know, I've substituted Tostitos for wine, like, cause you kind of earn it at the right. end of the day. So I'm starting to like reel that in. I haven't been great at like adopting meditation or mm-hmm. whatever I would say I'm just making lists enjoying every day like having a good time every day in what I do and not feeling overwhelmed by it right and kind of taking my health into my own hands yeah I love that and then one thing I saw that you did this past summer was we talked about this before the recording but the diary installments and I actually started, I've always done for the past three years, you know, a list of things I'm grateful for every morning, but I've also added to that where I journal like about the whole previous day, what happened, what I, what I want to, you know, my goals for the, um, for the day that, you know, writing are, and it really was therapeutic. So I was wondering if you felt the same way when you were doing those diary installments. Oh my gosh. So I started right when in March, um, writing emails so so our email list now is 10,000 people which wow happy about and of course I wish it was double or triple but you know I started writing a diary and sharing it with our entire email list so mm. you know we normally would send one email a week um, with product uh, we like to introduce product almost weekly. Um, it's just a different cadence direct to consumer than it is in a traditional like wholesale where you dump product. Like we just like to give her a little bit all the time. And I started adding an email on Thursdays that was really like, this is what we've got going on. And I can't tell you, I got hundreds of responses yeah. to each email. People saying, I feel the same way. And I left, I mean, I was just completely open and talked about kind of our journey with, oh my gosh, things are really hard for our business, but you're ordering. Thank you so much. And it was so much more than that. It really was a glimpse into how we were dealing every day and how I was feeling. Right. And surprised, you know, people keep saying to me, I love your diaries. They're so real. And I'm like, 
is anyone not being real right now? Right. <laughs> 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 um, but it definitely connected with people. And that's always been, you know, top of our list. Our jewelry is designed to connect with people. So right. it felt pretty natural. It was therapeutic, except for my mom and my mother-in-law every time would call me and say, are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, But also, Janie, I think 10,000 people on your email list is incredible because I always think about, you know, how many people are listening to my podcast. And if you think about 10,000 people in one auditorium, that's huge, the outreach you're getting. So, so, you know, one cool thing that happened during the pandemic, and this is, you know, from a business perspective, and some people listening will understand how this goes down. Like, we've always put digital advertising first. We spend the most money on advertising on, let's say, social channels. But then if you visit our website, you'll see we'll kind of follow you around and our ads will pop up on Google, wherever you are. That was always primary goal to bring new consumers into the brand through digital advertising and during the pandemic a lot of people a lot of bigger brands stopped advertising as much their marketing budgets were cut so our normal return on the investment for digital advertising is around five so five what we spend okay it went up to 12 wow so all of a sudden we had all these new people coming into the brand Mm -hmm. and like while I'm so Philly proud and love my town of Wayne you know we ship predominantly to California Texas New York and Florida are our top states every day every week every month okay so we're really it, it was a chance to fast forward growth as a brand across the entire United States wow so incredible so that was great. And so then, of course, we saw our email list grow, you know, really, really nicely as that return on the ad. It's just more people started seeing us. Like, we had opportunity because the space wasn't as crowded okay. in, you know, the digital advertising landscape. So like interesting. Could, yeah, yeah. Really, really interesting that we would see such growth and so many new consumers. I mean, we advertise with quote-unquote look-alike audiences so you know it's amazing how advertising works and I think a lot of people are are rightly so worried about privacy but right now you can kind of say like these are the people that we're looking for and they end up seeing your ads right exactly and um did you just say before we started recording you said you had your best day in sales was it last week yes so okay um I guess this is another great side effect. So we have very few sales a year. I think we talked about that. And we really, and I learned this from my wonderful experience at Lily Pulitzer, that yeah. running a full full price, like no sale business, it, it creates not only demand, but really respect and for the product that you understand that there is value to it. Mm-hmm. So we have very few sales. And I think during the pandemic, you saw a lot of brands with excess inventory that went on sale. So that was absolutely not the route that we took with demand going up. You know, I felt like we could charge more for our product. Right, know? right, right. Not, so, but we always have had a sale since we first started in October, and we call it the plan ahead sale. In the past, I 
had done that, and when I say in the past, I mean it's like we've done it twice, is to help us plan inventory for the holiday so that we could kind of capture, force people to shop a little bit earlier so that we didn't have to take giant bets and have inventory that either we couldn't afford or we didn't want to carry over. So we've always had this sale and because we have not had any sales, we marked the site. We, you know, we literally never kind of blanket mark the site a percent off. We did that for, for two days as well as having a sample sale out of our showroom and those things combined, I think, you know, it was just, it blew me away, the demand. And what I love is, I love running a full price business because there is so much value in what we do. Right. But I also love every once in a while giving people almost like a gift back. Like, if you've been looking at it for a long time, you know, here's what's going to push you over the edge and then you'll be so delighted with what you get that you will be a lifetime shopper. So it's like everybody wins. And then the sample sale that was here, honestly, I don't know if I'll ever do it again because we had inventory of product that I had rejected that I did not want to send to customers because we had to go to all these other factories and it wasn't as like all the kinks weren't worked out. So we had not like we had, you know, seconds for the first time ever. Right. And during this, and I, you know, did it outside of the showroom, very regulated people signed up for time slots and everyone that came said, I can't tell what's wrong with it. I think my eye is very, you know, I'm very critical of the product. So right. it couldn't really tell that there was, that it was a second, but I felt like that was my little gift and thank you. Like true right. thank you to our local people who have supported the brand because, you know, this area and how cool and good they are to Jane Wynn is just off the chart. So it was so fun to like literally see everybody have them come get these, you know, treats yeah. at a great price. It just, it felt so good. And then, you know, then at the end of the day, we had our best day ever between the online sale. So the online sale was like that treat for our customers in California okay. and all over the place. And then locally to get to see everybody and do it here. It just felt great. And now, you know, we won't have another sale again for six months. Okay. We do have some really fun gift with purchases coming up for the holidays. Okay. So we find other ways to incentivize people to purchase, and that's usually through a gift as opposed to a markdown. Got it. Got it. Um, And then one more question I have for you too, Janie, is were there any silver linings? Did your company improve in certain unexpected ways? that you'll continue on with the changes you made? Yes, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I think the biggest silver lining is that, you know, our sales increase and I actually have money now to invest back in the company. So all of this, I mean, would I ever want this to happen? No, 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 no. But we are one of the brands that has I don't want to say benefit, but has been able to become bigger and has seen increased sales due to people 
due to the pandemic and that people have to shop online as opposed to in stores. Right. Okay. Um, so our overall business right now, I feel like, is a giant silver lining. Like, yeah. I mean, who would have thought that everybody would want to buy jewelry online when they were locked at home? Um, yeah. So, and I just have to marry that with, again, our core values. We said that whenever we did well, we'd give back. And immediately every week during the pandemic that we were exceeding our goals, we chose a different charity. And I wrote about this in, um, in my diary that we gave back to locally. We gave to fill abundance. We gave to the foster care system because a lot of kids were, you know, in college and then all of a sudden not in college. They didn't have anywhere to go who had actually made it to college from the foster care system. And always, always, uh, we, donate to girl rising which educates women young girls all over the world and so i think another silver lining from the business doing better is that we've been able to give back more yeah and that will not stop i mean i feel so good every time i'm sure i need to make it more technical but every time i go on the girl rising website and i make donation after we've made our month you know nothing makes me feel better yeah i love that that's amazing um and before we close out too i was you know reading through uh, your diary installments last night and you talked about how you launched a series um of the strong pendant can you talk about um, what the strong pendant means? Because um, it resonated with me, and I think it'll resonate with a lot of other people that may be going through, you know, a difficult time during this COVID pandemic. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, we have had eight coins for a long time, and one of them is called strong. Mm-hmm. And on the, on one side of it was an anchor, and on the other side, the word strong. And kind of from the beginning, it's been one of our best sellers and I thought isn't that strange I feel like so many people would want strong and I thought oh maybe it's the anchor like the nautical thing isn't for everyone for me it symbolized you know the strength of an actual anchor not kind of I love the beach right so it was never a great it wasn't connecting for some reason and as this all went on and we saw our protect coin I mean sell so so many and this and the sales as i mentioned of our lucky coin drop i thought we need to to feel better we need to like get inside and understand our strengths right so we designed three strong coins and they all have they're all different but they incorporate the sun and in whether it's italian or spanish say I sorry Latin say I rise or still I rise okay. and I think during not only the pandemic but as you know then with the Black Lives Matter movement ignited yes we wanted to give someone everybody something to hold on to that was I will rise out of this and the sun rises every day and brings new hope so we have seen and it's so funny that we're telling about this on monday we're launching small versions we launched with the original size which is 1.2 inches okay. it was a hit 
I'm all of them. Like people are choosing different ones, whichever one they relate to. Yeah. And then now we're launching the smaller versions because people want to layer them with other coins that they already have. Amazing. Yeah, it's great and it feels good. And just top secret, we were gifting one to Michelle Obama that says, I rise with the sun because the Maya Angelou poem that a lot of people talk about. Yeah. Where she says, you know, I rise. So excited. We haven't finished it yet. We're working. Oh, on it. that's amazing. That's I yeah. love that. What an awesome yeah, idea. That that's incredible. Um, well, do Wait, you, one yes. other moment that happened that was so major. Oh, yes. Yes. During yes. The, um, when Biden was, you know, accepted the nomination or said that he would be running. Yeah. His daughter announced him. She was wearing a Jane Wynn coin. Wait, I saw that on your website last night. So how, did, did she just buy the coin I on her own? That's amazing. Wow. So, I wasn't even watching it on TV. And then all of a sudden, I love our customers so much because people were sending me DMs on Instagram <gasps> that she was wearing it. And it was the free, the butterfly coin yeah before I even changed the channel I thought there's no way I'm sure it's not even ours people think it's all the time yeah and so wherever you stand politically like it was just a major yeah major Uh, moment but to see it on tv it was really exciting that is so cool I love that um well Janie I think this wraps up everything is there any other advice you want to give to the listeners before we end and where can everyone find you too oh my gosh so definitely visit our website janewin.com and sign up for email because it is kind of the way that I communicate with everybody and okay. where we show off all of our new product okay. our website is so great right now we have a Halloween like mask on the front on our homepage it looks really cool We've got so many new products coming. And I don't know, in terms of advice, I would just say, for me, the the consistent persistence and finding the joy in every single day is going to get us all through. I know it. Agreed. I love that. All right. Well, thank you, Janie. I love, I love talking to you. Thank you. You're <laughs> the best. Um, um, okay. I really just appreciate the second interview. Hi, everybody. Thank you so very much for taking the time to listen to High Five Success Stories. To learn more about the podcast, feel free to follow me on Instagram. My handle is at High Five Success. Or on Facebook, you can like High Five Success Stories with Steph Hayden. Or I'm also on Twitter. My handle is at High Five Hayden. And lastly, you can subscribe to the newsletter on my website, www.stephhayden.com. And if you get a second, I would really appreciate it if you could rate the podcast on iTunes. Thanks so much.